Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You are about to arrive to the right place. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Evan and Aaron's Sports Podcast. Are you ready for it? Now, here is Aaron. Hey, good evening, everybody. It's the first October Alan and Aaron Sports Talk Podcast of 2022. I want to welcome you onto the show here tonight. Uh, we're delighted to have you with us. If you're joining us for the first time or if you're a longtime listener, uh, we certainly love to have you. we got a lot of stuff to get to here tonight. Uh, I'm going to try to cram everything into our hour and 15 minutes or so here. This evening, uh, NFL news, uh, Major League Baseball playoffs are going on as we speak. A lot of big news there. We'll have a lot to get to on uh, that side of things. But before we do, we're not a complete show unless it's both Alan and Aaron here. So Alan is with us here, of course, tonight. And uh, good evening. Partner, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Really appreciate it. Really glad to be on our show again. Going to have a great Friday night show. Absolutely. Before we go any further here tonight, I just wanted to reiterate uh, earlier this week, uh, you celebrated yet another birthday. Uh, from what I see here online, you turned 62. Oh, I'm sorry, that was uh, Aaron. I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, really. Second home run on your birthday. So happy birthday to you. And that was a great gift to get there. It really was. You know, it was really, a, I, you know, I always go down to history. Number 62 was hit on October 4th. On my birthday, Tuesday, I'm really appreciative of that. But I'm also really appreciative of all the birthday wishes. Thank you, Aaron, for posting up on our page. And thank you to all the fans and friends and family that have responded to the post and wish me happy birthday. I'm about 90% done with personally thanking everybody, but I will finish up the other 10%. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to make sure I personally thank everybody. Absolutely. It's great that you're able to do that because there's, uh, from my, uh, just kind of glancing over it, there's several hundred uh, that were, uh, were on there. So for you to be able to go back and, of course, personally thank everyone is, is really a neat thing there. So, um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no yeah. problem. Well, some big stuff happening in baseball here. Uh, we're going to talk about the specifics of the Major League Baseball playoffs as today, uh, October 7th, 2022, is – uh, day one and game one in uh, several of the wild card series. It's a new format this year. Uh, the last uh, of the three, well, let's see, actually, let me start this over again. You have six teams from each league making the postseason. The top two division winners, based on record, get a first round bye. And that was this year in the National League was Atlanta and Los Angeles. On the other side, uh, the American League, of course, it was the uh, defending AL champion Astros and the New York Yankees, and then today you have the wild card uh, round being played. It is a best of three series, and right now, um, if anyone's listening to us live and you're not watching the game, and if you were watching the game, you may just want to turn it off now. The Mets are getting clobbered in the fifth inning, down six to nothing to San Diego. Max Scherzer is still on the mound, um, and someone on San Diego, I didn't catch who it was, just hit a three-run homer, um, or it might have been a two-run homer, into uh, right field, just cleared the wall. Um, and so San Diego is uh, pouring it on here uh, in the first uh, half of this game. Um, we want to talk a little bit more tonight about baseball. Obviously, uh, we've got uh, our good buddy Lou uh, on the line with us. We're going to get his take on some of this stuff, too, as uh, it's been an exciting start to the Major League Baseball playoffs. 
Lou, how are you tonight? Well, I don't know if you're shocked or not by some of these games, but uh, I am. I mean, I did not expect the Padres to even contend in this series with the Mets. I met. And they're down, what, 6 nothing? you said? Six, okay. Yeah. Now it is. Listen, is let's, it me let's or look at it this way. It is, still, <laughs> it is still early, but here's the thing. The Mets offense has had some good moments this year, but they don't have um, the firepower that they have with their pitching, and their pitching is getting hit pretty yeah, hard right now. Yeah, obviously not. Yeah. Well, how do you win 101 games while having it? I mean, you know, you won 101 games this year. A lot of that was early on. I mean, you think about where, and, you know, we talked about this last week where it was still a close race. Yeah. They didn't play as well in the second half of the season, or really from June 1st on. Um, no, I mean, true. they still played yeah. well. Had a ten-and-a-half game lead that they let slip away, and Atlanta, of course, came back in, in oh. yeah, year in a row, won that division. So. <laughs> you know, I mean, in July, you think they were just going to run away with the division and the, the Braves wouldn't even make the playoffs. Surprise! The Braves yeah, caught up right. by the Mets floundered. They and, sure did. Uh, the other game, the, the other game, the Phillies over the Cardinals. I'm like, what? Yeah, that one was okay. a surprise to me. I I, um, I I went out for dinner earlier tonight. Uh, not any place special or fancy or anything, but I went out for dinner and just happened to check my phone. And I, the last uh, part of the game that I caught, it's now seven uh, nothing uh, San Diego. As uh, it looks like Manny Machado okay, I know just lined the home run. Happy with this? Yeah. He just lined a home run, no, uh, and Buck, Buck like, Showalter oh, coming out to pitch, would... uh, make a pitching change. <laughs> well, fellas, like, everyone's talking about, oh, a possible subway series for the Yankees and Mets? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, yes, <laughs> they'll get past the Padres, but uh, I think once they uh, go, to the, go to the Dodgers, uh, forget it. But it looks like they might have an early exit, even earlier than most of us thought. Yeah, I mean, well, very well early. you never know. Yeah, it's, it's still early, though. I agree with uh, with Alan on that. Yeah, but remember, it's only a three game. It's only a best of three. So if you lose time tomorrow, you're gone. You know, it, you're right. You got a great point, Lou. But it is better than a one game playoff. I, I like, I like this three game playoff better than than well, a one. If you would start earlier, yes, because I don't think you should drag the baseball into November with the cold and everything coming. I mean, that that, may, that makes for horrible horrible field conditions and whatnot. So I am not a big fan of it. Starting, you know, there's like, well, of course, if they were not done by their own stupidity uh, early in the year, yeah, we we already be in the second round. But you had to play stupid by going to the lockout, and that's what messed that up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, great but yeah. I don't like I don't like the idea of playing baseball in in, in November. It, does, it is it is not logical. Well, you know, here, here's here's what kind of started that. Uh, you go back uh, 21 years ago, the first time we ever had November baseball. That was, was but yes, but that was but that was not due to anybody being stupid. That was of course due to nine eleven. So yeah. I understand that perfectly. I mean that's that's something that's something totally different. Something I think it's totally part of a new different. tradition though. I think uh I mean it doesn't always go into November. I think there is a chance that if somebody swept the World Series it might end at the very uh tail end no. of October. No? Wrong because see because the first game is gonna be starting three weeks from tonight, which is the twenty ninth, right? Right. Game mm-hmm. two uh sorry the twenty eighth, excuse me. 29th is game two. Game three Travel is Halloween. Yeah. Game three is Halloween night. So game four would start no earlier than November 1st. Now, if you sweep with four games, yeah, you can end on November 1st or November 2nd. If it goes past, say, midnight on the East Coast, which it probably will anyway. But um, that's the earliest it'll end. Yeah, I have no problem with it going into November personally. I, and I started to say earlier, I, I, I had 
caught the tail end of um, last couple of innings of that uh, St. Louis and uh, Philadelphia game. Uh, St. Louis was up two to nothing, and I got to sit down to eat my meal, and I looked at my phone, and I thought, how in the world did Philadelphia end up winning six to three? And I watched the highlights. Well, from what I, I saw earlier, it looked off. like it was going to be like you know a long game because it was nothing, nothing through six, and like how did it go from nothing, nothing in six to six three? Yeah. Okay. Miss a little, miss a lot. <laughs> it all happened in that two inning yeah. span there, so. <laughs> yeah. And Michael Kidd was calling the game. You know, I think I think now, the for wild. For those of you who don't know who that is, I know perfectly well who he is, being a Yankee fan, all because he has done uh, Yankee broadcasts on radio and television for the last twenty five years. I have never heard him do a national broadcast. Okay. Yeah, that was interesting to me, too, to hear him not not calling a Yankee game. Alan, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I, you know, I, I understand Lou's point. You know, he wants to get the games over before November just because the yes. weather does get pretty bad, uh, especially up north. Especially but up north. I, I do like, however, the three-game series over the one-game playoff. I just feel as if. You know, one game, anybody can win one game, per se. Three games is the best of three. I mean, you got to at least – I think the wild card and the divisional series are the toughest series to get by because you don't have much room for error. No. That's very true. You know, I go back to a a time when you only had a a three or five five league championship in the World Series. You know, that was my error. Yeah, been been uh, been a couple of years. Obviously, since they changed the formats, and then they've updated it. Of course, even since this is the first year uh, of this. The tough thing, in my opinion, though, is if you're that sixth seed in either league, um, you have no home field at all in, in the first round. So the way this first round is working, no. my understanding, is three consecutive games. There's no days off. There's no travel days. And no. if you're the lower seed, all those games are on the road. So what San Diego is doing here tonight. Um, you know, up seven to nothing going into the bottom of the fifth. Well, obviously, they need one more win and they move on to play the Dodgers. Here, here's the solution yeah, to your problem, though. You talk about <laughs> you talk about bad weather in New York. One more loss by the Mets if they lose this game here tonight, and they're out of it anyway. So it doesn't even matter. You know? Wow. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that's why winning the division is so big now because. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. see any of this riffraff with the wild card at all, and you get a first, you know, the first wild card buy, and you get home field advantage. Yeah. 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 I mean, because, you know, like teams like the Yankees can just chill and relax. They don't have to worry about none of this. <laughs> they don't start playing until October 11th. Correct. They may have the Rangers start the uh, start their home opener against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. That's you know, that's not a bad thing. If you're colliding with each other, I mean, the whole point was to get over before the other season starts. Yeah. I hate conflict. What can I say, gentlemen? I hate conflict. What are your thoughts, Aaron? On uh, on which part? Which specific part? The oh, the the, the three games. Best I of three. And here's why. So, so here's how the, the the wild card has changed things. You go back to when this first started. 
the first year was supposed to be 94. Uh, obviously, there was a strike right. that uh, kept that from happening. So the very first year it was actually in play was 95. Um, so in the National League, you had the wild card. It was Colorado. Um, and then in the American League, if I remember correctly, that year it was, I believe, the wild card yeah. in 95 was the Yankees, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So back then, I mean, the first round at that time was always best of five series. Um, and then, right. of course, I think in 20, 2012, so 10 years ago, they introduced where there was a fifth team getting into the playoffs. It was the two best second-place teams or two best mm-hmm. teams who had the second-best records uh, that didn't win their division. And you had a one-game play-in. And Alan is absolutely right. You could have – I mean, look at – look at you know, oh, yeah, all, play-in. Look what we saw last year. I mean, as, as an example, you have the, the 107-win Giants playing the 106-win Dodgers. And yeah. one game between two teams who won 213 games between them two, one game decides who's going to move on, which, you know, to me it's not fair. I, I, just, I feel like it's, it's a little bit uh, crazy. Well, that, wait, that a you minute, to win. wait a minute. Um, when we had um, the, the uh, 2020 uh, version – um, they did have extra playoff games then too, you know. Uh, even even though it was you know kind of like a weird season, but still we had the extra round of playoffs then as well. But uh, it wasn't best of three then yet, right? I think it was best of three, but they also had it was an extra ah. round that we'd never had before. I think a part of right. that was a compromise because it was a sixty game you know dash yeah. to finish uh, of a season. Yeah. I think they were trying to make it more of a, a thrilling uh, playoff. Um, which it certainly was. And they did. And they did. Yeah, they absolutely did. And it allowed more Dodgers. teams. I think 10 teams in each league got into the playoffs, or maybe it was eight teams in each league got into the playoffs. So um, I, I like it. I think it's good to have more balance. Now, I don't want to see them expand this any further um, just no. because I think that it, it hurts. It, the advantage you have if you're one of those top four teams getting that first round by, you get to rest some guys up. Um, you get to set your rotation. That's so important. If you're the, the, the Padres right now, they're, they're leading, of course, this game. Let's say they go on to win this series. They've got to bounce right back, whether they win tomorrow and, and move on or whether they win on Sunday and move on. They don't have a whole lot of time to, to prepare to go, now go out I'll to L.A. and play the Dodgers. So it's, it's going to make it this, more so difficult. If, um, if they do lose, there's going to be a lot of disgruntled Mets fans on Sunday. Wow. Wow! Not ever yet. I agree. Until that last out's recorded, and I'll, I'll go back and throw this out there to you. I know this isn't the same team twenty-three years later, um, but you know the Mets. You look at the first three games they played in the NLCS in nineteen ninety-nine, yeah. and it was like they couldn't they couldn't hit uh, the broadside of a barn, and then they won. They almost won three games in a row to make that a. a, a Best of seven series. And that, and, um, game, and that game five in the, in the, in the pouring rain in, in, in Shea, I go, oh, God. <laughs> and then a grand one now single the hits the one game for the Mets. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the Mets, you know. They can hit a ball, ground ball right through Bill Buckner. It's not over yet. They get through Buckner. Here comes Nolan. Let's win it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So, oh boy. Yeah. So basically, they just need to win two games in a row. I mean, yes, they lost the first yeah. one, but 
You know, you just come back and win. Win another, you advance. Yes, but remember that word, if. Obviously, we're <laughs> going to not know who's the world champion until, you know, nearly a month from now, um, in yeah. uh, October, early November, what, what have you. Um, i, I got to get your take here, because obviously, usually it's the team who got hot at the right time who ends up pulling it off. Who do you think, if you had to pick one team right now, has the best chance? Not necessarily you're saying that he's going to win, but Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think, you know, 100 and, 110 wins or 111 wins, I mean, Two guys yeah. that had 15-plus wins. In the only sub, thing is, will, we, quarter ERA? will we see that, we'll, or will we see what happened back in 21 with Seattle? The greatest choke of all time. Mm-hmm. No, the greatest yeah. choke, unfortunately, is my Yankees. That still, I think, <laughs> is number one. Which year? Well, they, they, they outdid it. They outdid it in 04 uh, versus the 01 team. So, yeah. yeah, versus the 01 I Mariners. Think to me, that's the biggest well, choke. Well, remember, that was, you know, because they won 116 games. They still lost the Yankees that year. So that was the greatest choke, I think. You up 3-0 and you lose a series, that's a pretty big choke. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get that, too. That was, that was, that was, you I'll give you that. And that was even How bigger will that happen, I'll never series. know. Yeah. That was a rivalry series, too, so that made it even more, um, you know, even more sweet, I guess, for 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 Red Sox fans, obviously, but not for not for you two Yankees yeah. over here. So <laughs> it was very disheartening to us Yankee fans too. Well, the Mets are yeah. play their way right back into this. They've got uh, they just got a, a solo home run. Now they're down seven to one, and I'm not sure who this is. Yeah. It just tripled into the right field corner, but um, oh. two outs in the bottom of the fifth, seven to one San Diego. So mm. they're trying to chip their way back into it. Killable, but highly unlikely. Probably. <laughs> wow, you're not you're not too positive on the Mets. I'm a Yankee fan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, what were your thoughts of Aaron Judge hitting at number sixty-two on my birthday on on the, October fourth? It's about time. <laughs> What took you so long? We were waiting. We were waiting for you know two weeks. You did number sixty one, and then you wait till the next to last home game to hit sixty two. Yeah, you know at least he got it. I thought it was a shoe yeah. that he's going to get sixty two. Obviously, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm at least happy he got and, it. At, you know my birthday, but yeah. I'm glad that he got that number sixty two because it was not a slam dunk. Well, it can't be a slam dunk. It's baseball, so you can't have that anyway. But. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, but he had two weeks. Pitch to him anyway. That's what it happened. They started doing those, you know, the Barry Bonds treatment, walking him, and yeah. nobody wanted to be in the record books. Yeah. And that's great that that's he a, was that's so far. That's makes boring baseball, though. That's what makes, that's what makes boring baseball. They didn't want to be in the record books, but to me – just go at it, man. Whatever happens, happens. All right. If he if he hit a home run off you, so what? He hit sixty one someplace else. Yeah. You know, and you know, there's nothing more boring than the intentional walk. <laughs> Do you think it was the pressure, or you think it was the walks that hurt him, Aaron? Oh, I mean, I think a lot of it was, you know, some of it is, you know, the psychological side of it. You're 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 
getting those questions. And, you know, you go back to what we talked about last week, you know, the same things were happening to some degree to Roger Maris back when this chase was going on, you know, in 1961. Obviously he was, you know, not getting sleep. He was losing hair. He was losing his focus. And I'm not saying those same exact things happened to Aaron Judge by any means. Don't get me wrong. But you start to overthink things sometimes. And that, that's, you know, where the game gets kind of, kind of lost there. Sometimes guys struggle because they start thinking about, things that happen and then some things that are outside of his control are, you know, he's a, a, a big guy. I mean, he's what, six, seven, six, eight, 260 pounds. He's one of the most imposing, uh, you know, big figures in baseball history. And obviously sometimes they're just not going to pitch to you. They're not going to put themselves in that situation. So that does happen. Not nearly to the same degree that it did happen to Barry Bonds. I think there was a year where I want to say he got intentionally walked like, 70 times or something like that. So he, he didn't quite come that close. But, yeah, if I'm, if I'm the opposing manager, I'm telling my pitcher, be careful because this guy hits one, it, it ain't coming back. No, you're right. It's going in McCovey Cove. Yeah. Going there, it's going, you know, into the, you know, obviously you're talking about bonds there, but, you know, Yankee City, I mean, you're putting one into the, you know, upper deck and left field or, you know, into Monument Grove out in center or, you know, wherever you're playing, it's not going to be in the ballpark. It's going to be outside of the stadium kind of thing. So, Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he got it. I'm glad he got it. It would have been a shame if he just tied it. At least he got the record on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Came through. Aaron Judge, you know, it's a, it's a magnificent year he's had, regardless of whether he gets the MVP or not. I don't know. I, I think it's a slam dunk him getting the MVP, but you never know how these things are going to play itself out. But he just had a remarkable year. Congratulations to Aaron Judge, number 62. I definitely put it up there as one of the great seasons. I still do think, like we, we discussed, I do think Barry still has a record. It's unfortunate to a lot of people, but the number is the number. I mean, yes, he, he didn't do it clean, but if you want to be yeah. known as a single season home run king you have to beat a cheater and cheaters which is really the S because he wasn't the only cheater in there yeah. well, Barry gets the bad rap but hey there's McGuire still ahead of you there's I mean there's McGuire ahead of if you're going for that record you gotta beat Sammy Sosa you gotta beat McGuire and then you gotta beat Bonds so it's not yeah. fair but if you do a Google search, it's going to tell you who's the home run king. And that's Barry Potts. Yeah, and I don't know if that record even is going to be. Even though it's uh, not really legit, but, you know, that's, yeah. that's always been the argument. Yeah, I, that's a record I'm not sure. I mean, look how long it took to get to, to 62 with McGuire in 98. That was 37 years uh, between 61 and 98. And we're 20, yeah. 21 years now past when – you know, when McGuire, I'm sorry, when uh, when Bonds broke the record. Bonds. Yeah, when Bonds broke the record. So, I mean, you think about it now, we're a little over the halfway point of where it was from uh, Maris to McGuire. So, you know, those are good debates to have, though. I mean, I think, you know, we could sit here and talk about it from all different a- angles. You know, you know, is there an asterisk next to somebody's name? You know, does this, you know, negate them being a, a true home run champ? And I think everybody's going to have a different opinion. You could probably poll 10 people and you'd get 10 different answers on that. That's right. But, yeah, props. I mean, 
at least the great thing with Aaron Judge, he didn't have to go through all the 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 bad press, the the stress that Roger Senior had to go through, because every you know everybody loves Babe Ruth, and besides that, they wanted Mickey to get. That's true, but they wanted Mickey to get it. If the record was gonna be broken, they wanted Mickey Mantle to get it. So Roger Maris had to go through a bunch of bunch of headaches and hassles, and yeah, he had to deal with everything that Hank Aaron had to deal with, less the race stuff and the death threats. Yeah. But I got to check into that. Did Roger Maris get death threats? I know he, yeah, I know he, he wasn't a fan. Was he? Yeah, he did get that threat. There were not a lot of people that you know were were thrilled to get the home run. The the favorite, they both the Babe single season record. A lot of people were not happy with that, from what I read. Yeah, he, I know one thing for sure. His dad, uh, Marjorie Maris Jr., his dad was really stressed out. That's not an exaggeration. The man was losing hair. It was not an enjoyable record to attain. Actually, and I think that has um, a lot to do with the way Roger Maris. Junior looks at this record. Well, um, no, because when uh, he tied the record, uh, he was uh, happy and you know um, so much. So I wouldn't. I don't know if I agree with that. No, I'm not saying that he wasn't happy for Aaron Judge because it, he was in his his view. Aaron Judge is the red is the real record holder because he did it clean. But I think a lot uh, of what what Roger Maris Jr. I, I get the feeling that you know he was around when his his dad went for this record and he knows how crappy it was for his dad, so he wants to make sure the record is broken by somebody who's worthy, or at least had to go through some type of adversity but clean. Oops. I'm still here. Yeah, it's just it's just, it's just um. I'm glad that Aaron got it. Did somebody yeah. know? That's the man definitely, right there. That's definitely a good guy, too. He's got good character. You know, he may be the next, if he stays with the Yankees, he may be the next captain of the Yankees, which obviously, you know, the last one was Derek Jeter. Correct. So you're in pretty good company there. Um, and, you know, it just it couldn't have happened to a better guy. And he, he really worked hard. I think the biggest thing for him um, that I take out of this is the fact that this is a guy who's had this potential for a long time. And the thing that's hampered him the last couple of years is he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And now he's gone through a season where he played pretty much every game and mm-hmm. not saying he's going to put up these numbers again. Uh, this might be his best year and, and he, he has some other really good years wow. in the future, but you know, this was a great season and Alan's absolutely right. You know, you talk about some of the best seasons ever, by a right-hand hitter, especially in the American League, this is definitely in the top five, no, no question about it. Yeah, and then in, and in, on top of that, carrying your team to win the division, which I'm sure the Mets wish yeah. they won the division right now. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. They're just chilling right now instead of, you know, losing down 7-1 to one in, the bo- in the top of the six. Uh, didn't see that yeah. coming. I really didn't. <laughs> it is still just one game, so you, I mean, all you have to do is win two in a row if you lose here tonight. So, 
So, Lou, what's going on in your show uh, this weekend? What do you got going on? Well, depending on if the Mets lose, I'm going to have to call in sick tomorrow. So, uh, well, I know. Uh, we are going to cover Judge's home run, which was uh, phenomenal. Uh, the rest of the, M- the uh, MLB players we get in. Uh, I want people's thoughts on the grading their NFL teams now that we're, you know, a fourth of the way down to the season. So I want to get people's thoughts on that. Uh, look at the NHL and NBA as the preseason is wrapping up, thank goodness. We'll get to that. Uh, I got some uh, World Cup of Soccer news to bring along, too, as we're now only six weeks away from that. Wow, right around the time Thanksgiving. Go <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. So we'll have that and a lot more tomorrow on the Here Sports Show. 5 to 7 p.m. the 4th. I'm going to call 512-543-4662. I'll repeat it again. 512-543-4662. We keep rolling on, and we'll go until uh, the last week before Christmas. So there's plenty of time to call in. Oh, speaking of that, are you feeling better? Am I what? Feeling better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm, I'm done. I mean, after just having a few side effects, you know, like uh, eyes bulging out and whatnot, and train a werewolf out of that, I'm fine. Well, thank goodness for that. Lou is back. Yeah. He's 100%. Make sure you guys support the Enhanced Sports Show tomorrow, between 5 and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. He's going to take your call. He's going to make sure you're you're taken care of. Even Mets fans. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> uh, that note, good night. All right, have a Thank great you. night, Lou. Appreciate you. All right, our good buddy Lou uh, joining us here tonight. Uh, definitely thank him for taking time out of his evening uh, to uh, to come on to the program. And um want to also thank our great sponsor here tonight, uh, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. So delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. And, uh, well, I tell you what, some Mets fans may need a support group here before too long. If uh, if they don't uh, come back, they're down seven to one as they head to the bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, continuing on the baseball theme here tonight, uh, you go to the first game of the playoffs started at noon today, up there in uh, chilly Cleveland as the Guardians uh, took care of the Tampa Bay Rays. That's our local team down here in Florida. Uh, two to one final it was a very good pitching matchup. Uh, uh, McClanahan going for Tampa. You had uh, Shane Bieber going for Cleveland. It ends up being a two-run homer from Jose Ramirez. It was a difference in the ball game. Um, that, that two-run homer, uh, two-to-one, Cleveland winning there. Um, does Tampa, uh, uh, Alan? Does Tampa have a chance to come back and win the next two games and move on in this series? They do. That's one thing about Tampa. You can't count them out. You know, they're, they're my actually my second favorite team outside of the Yankees. I usually root for Tampa Bay as long as they're not playing the Yankees. I do think they have a very good shot of coming back and winning a series. It was a very close game. As you mentioned, there was just a two-run home run that separated it. They have a very, very good opportunity to go ahead and win this series. And if you guys are race fans, you can go to the Tampa Baseball Museum tomorrow and pick up a free raise sign to put in the yard from 10 to 3 p.m. So get your raise sign from the Tampa <laughs> Baseball Museum, the Al Lopez house. I went ahead and got a test tour there. They are giving away a free raise sign for those who are raised fans. Well, there you go right there. And I, I, I think that, you know, Tampa's obviously had that kind of club where they kind of surprise you the last 
really the lot, pretty much the entire time they've been a competitive team for the last 15 years. Uh, they've had some better seasons and some worse seasons mixed in there too. But the one thing I would really point out, and I think this is something that I've known about for a long time, but just kind of seeing it reiterated today, that crowd in Cleveland, they love, they absolutely love that team. Um, obviously they've changed their name. That, that's a, a big thing. Their uniforms don't look any different than they did before for the most part. Um, their, their logo is a little bit different. Obviously they have the C for Cleveland on their hats, but the one thing that I noticed in, in watching a little bit of that game here earlier this afternoon is they're still as rabid as they've been, you know, back into the nineties when they were starting to have those great teams with Albert Bell and Jim Tomey and Manny Ramirez and all the other uh, great players that came through there over the years. So it's kind of nice to see Cleveland um, have that kind of a team again. And um, I think that really probably played a lot into to Tampa Bay today. Um, you know, they're unfortunately, and I'm not taking any necessary shots at the Rays, but you know, their home crowd doesn't always have that same kind of enthusiasm because, you know, you have a lot of blank seats there in, in Tampa Bay, quite honestly. So I would think that'll change if they do get past this first round and they're able to move on and play, um, you know, in the divisional round. But, I think that probably had a little bit of a – I think it had a big impact actually today on how Tampa played. And so we'll see how that uh, possibly impacts uh, tomorrow and if Tampa Bay is somehow able to win, uh, how it may impact them on Sunday. Um, we talked about this at the top of the hour or the top of the show. Uh, the second game was St. Louis and Philadelphia, and what a pitcher's duel that game ended up being, uh, right down to the very last two innings and then – they combined to score nine runs in those final uh, two innings or so. Um, I think St. Louis has a pretty good chance of, of the teams that lost today. I think they have a pretty good chance of coming back in that series just because they have some depth in their pitching. Philadelphia, though, they're kind of running on, I would say, momentum. So I think that could be the thing that pushes them over the top. Yeah, you got to get hot, and that's what the playoffs is all about. It's about getting hot at the right time. These teams that are in wild card mode, they have a shot to win it all. I know it's a little tougher now than it was when the Marlins did it, but it is possible. You got to get hot, <clears throat> and you just got to be steamrolling some people. I definitely think any series in this wild card team for the teams, if you're rooting for a team that's losing right now or lost, all the teams in this wild card can win two games in a row. So the good thing is the series is not over yet. I prefer, I said it before, I'll say it again, I prefer a three-game playoff versus a one-game winner-takes-all because it's just putting on too much in one game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I think it's a good, good concept to have. I think it makes it challenging, too, because the interesting twist to it is it is three games in a row. There's no off days. There's no travel days. And the lower seed has no home field advantage in that first round. They'd have to go to the second round and they'd have to get to the third game before they'd have a home game, you know, in the postseason. So that kind of changes the dynamic of it. And it also means you hit this twice earlier, winning the division is such a big importance at this point. So um, I think that's going to be a big thing. And then you look at the other game uh, that was played the third game uh, this afternoon Seattle seems to be that team that got hot at the right time in the American League, in my opinion. They ended up beating uh, Toronto today in game one in Toronto. Um, they had a big home run from Cal Rowley. He had a big home run uh, in uh, in uh, the last couple of days of the season to get the Mariners into the playoffs. And they beat uh, Toronto 4 to nothing up there in, 
in uh, the Rogers Center or Skydome, whatever you want to refer to it as. I think that that series, the momentum is clearly all in Seattle's favor. I, I just feel like Toronto kind of limped into the postseason. They were back and forth between them and Tampa being the last uh, playoff seed or the, the lower playoff seed in the AL East. And I just feel like Toronto is mismatched in that series against Seattle right now. Yeah, sometimes you do get that, you know, when you're playing these wild card teams because you can play a team that's had a lot more wins than you but didn't win the division. So <laughs> it is seeming like that's the case. But any team is not out. Two games in a row is all you need to think about. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and I go back, uh, you kind of talked about it there a moment ago where, you know, now we're looking at it as a best of three versus a all a winner-take-all series you know, like we uh, had for basically 10 years or roughly 10 years. And it, it is hard to have a series where you think about you, you maybe got into the playoffs on the last day of the season, and now you're having to throw your, your, whoever your most ready pitcher is out there, at least in this best of three, even if you throw a duck out there in the first game and you lose, you still have a chance to somewhat reset your pitching rotation in the following games. So I think that uh, that kind of sets you up for a little bit better success. It's going to change completely, though, if you get past that first round somehow, because then you're immediately playing a day later. You have one day off to travel, and then you're playing again uh, pretty much right away. So that's kind of the way I look at it. I want to throw this out there to you real quickly. Um, I just pulled up here my um, my picks that I made back in uh, early April or late March for the baseball season. I'll just go through these and name off. So we have uh, 10 teams in either league or sorry, 12 teams that made the playoffs. And somehow I did pretty good on this. Um, I picked the Rays to win the East. It was the Yankees, of course, that won it. But all three teams that I picked to go to the uh, playoffs in the AL East that went basically right as planned. Uh, the Yankees winning the division. Um, I had the Rays winning it, of course. But I had, the, I had the Rays, Yankees, and Blue Jays all getting in. I picked the White Sox to win the Central. That was a big mistake as uh, – Tony La Russa, now uh, retired again, you know, I thought he was going to lead that team to uh, bigger and better things. That didn't quite happen. Uh, the Guardians ended up getting in. Then I had the Mariners and the Astros in the, uh, in the, in the uh, AL West. I had the Mariners winning the division, but I got five out of the six teams in the American League and then in the National League side. Um, let's see here. I had, I had the Braves winning the East. I had the Mets winning the wild card. That was right. I had the Cardinals winning the Central I picked the Brewers to win the wild card. They kind of fell apart at the end. And then I had the Dodgers easily win in the West. That was no, no contest in the Giants. I picked them to win the wild card, and they kind of fell apart uh, really from day one. But I feel pretty good about my picks this year. I, I did pretty well. I, I um, normally make some selections that kind of turns out halfway through the year I'm way off on. So um, who do you have uh, is your hottest team that can take it all here this year? Well, I think that definitely the team that I think is – that can get hot and do this thing and win is is the Yankees, believe it or not. I know that they didn't do well stumbling, but they get a few days off. They get a little break. Now that the home run record is behind them, Derek Jeter is pushing for them. They can get hot and ride the wave. Outside of that, I think if, and this is a big if, if the Mets can get past this series, I think the Mets are a dangerous team to watch too. Yeah, I think they're definitely dangerous because of their pitching. Um, but I will say this. You 
go back to this past weekend, a three-game set against Atlanta where you had a one-game lead coming in. Atlanta swept that series, and they beat all three of New York's top starters. They beat uh, Scherzer, they beat DeGrom, and then they beat uh, Carrasco. And it was in pretty convincing fashion. That may not have been blowouts necessarily, but just dominant wins on the Atlanta side. So I think they're, they got hot at the right time, I definitely would, uh, would say. Um, but I think the toughest team, to be real honest with you, is the team that has been the hardest team to beat the last couple of years, and that's the Dodgers. As Lou talked about there before, I think you know 110 or 111 wins, whatever it was. You had two guys that won 15 or more games. They had a sub two and a quarter ERA. You have that lineup that is just absolutely stacked from top to bottom. I mean, there's not a guy in that lineup that can't hit the ball at the ballpark any and every time they come up to the plate. And their bullpen is basically built with guys who would be starters on a lot of other teams. So I think the Dodgers are going to be the tough team to get past. I think it can happen. um, But I think the juggernaut between the National League is going to be maybe the same two teams that met last year and the year before in the League Championship Series, Atlanta and the Dodgers, and I just think that would be a very good series to see again. It'd be a, a rematch of the last two years, and you know we'll see what happens from there. Um, American League, I agree. I think the Yankees have, have definitely got some things they need to work out. I think this is the critical time now. Is their starting pitching going to hold up long enough for them to win? And one thing that I've agreed on, agreed to for a long time, or agreed on for a long time, is you talk about a, a, a one-game playoff not being a really fair thing, like winner-take-all. Well, you could make that same argument to some degree with a best-of-three series and even a best-of-five series. You don't get to really stretch your rotation out as deep. You, you want four starters, I, I, ideally, in a playoff series. Ideally, that would be in a, a best-of-seven series. So when you're doing that in five games, you shorten your starting rotation from four guys down to three, and that really kind of changes the dynamic of how a playoff series plays out. So... I think if you get hot at the right time, it can happen. But if you're, it doesn't matter if you're the Yankees or the Braves or whoever, you lose that first game. Now suddenly you've got to win three out of four, and that can really be a challenging thing when you're up against a really good pitching staff on the other side. Yeah, you're actually right. You know, you never know what can happen. You got to make sure that you you do the right things. You get you get hot. You get your rotation set up because that's key. You know, the teams that can get their rotation, get their guys not only set up right, but you got to get hot. you got to get hot on both the offensive side and the defensive side. And if you can do that, that's the great thing about baseball is that October baseball and now November baseball too is the best time because you never know what can happen. Yeah, that's the great thing about the playoffs is you just never know. I mean, if you were to have told me, now, yes, as a Braves fan, I was very happy with the outcome of last October and November. But if you had told me at the beginning of that playoffs, right at a year ago, that Atlanta is going to lose the first game of the series against Milwaukee, eventually come back and win that series, then they're going to go play the Dodgers, who won the World Series the year before, and by the way, broke Atlanta's heart. They were going to beat the Dodgers in six games, and they're going to go on to win the World Series in six games as well. I would have told you you were crazy, primarily because even though Atlanta finished on a hot streak, I kind of felt like that was like their their World Series right there was just the fact that they made it into the postseason. So my point behind that is you never know what's going to happen. There's times where you look at a team like, like the Mariners, you go back to 2001, they won 116 games. They also won their division by 30 or 35 games that year over the rest of, of, of the AL West. And so when you're not playing competitive baseball for nearly 
you know, three weeks or almost a month at the end of the regular season, you're not putting out your best performances. Your, your challenges aren't there. So sometimes those teams that don't win the, you know, don't uh, have the most wins end up being the teams that win because they've had to fight tooth and nail all the way to the last day of the season. Yeah. And that builds character. Anytime you're fighting tooth and nail to get a win, it really puts you in the hunt and a team that's coming off cold just doesn't have, it'll take them a little bit of time to get into that type of groove. So sometime when you're sitting too much, Derek Jeter said it the best. He said, I'm really get tired. I only want one day off, not two days off. I want to get back at it because you don't want too much rest. Yeah. Rest is good, but too much rest can be, uh, what's the thing? Rest is good, but too much rest is rust, and that rust is uh, hard to take off, especially when you're, especially when you're when you're going into a, a series that you have to win. I mean, you have to win those games. You can have games during the regular season that it stinks to lose, but you lose in the playoffs and you're out, and you know that, that really changes the dynamic there too. So the thinking is, is you got to keep that pace that you had going before. That's right. You got to keep going, keep grinding, and you just never know what can happen. So even if you have a stretch of a, of a loss here or there, keep fighting. That's why I think this series is not over yet with any of this team that lost. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, obviously, we'll post some things, uh, you know, tomorrow and also on Sunday and throughout the week as by the time we have our next show, we'll be uh, deep into the NLDS and the ALDS as each division series will have played on. So, a lot of talk about baseball for the first uh, 45 minutes of this show. We're now going to jump over to the National Football League. Um, obviously, uh, last night, neither one of us did too well. We both picked the Broncos. What is going on with Russell Wilson and what he's done there in Denver so far? It's been actually a nightmare so far. I know it sounded so promising, him being ready to work and ready for a new change. I, I think that contract has gotten to him in a regard where – I feel as if he's just trying to do too much. And, you know, what got you there was when nobody was open, you would go out to the outside and get a, a run on the left or right side and get 10 yards, a first down. He did one run, he got 18 yards, and he went away from it. You know, I think he stays in the pocket sometimes too long. And Russell Wilson is just too great of a quarterback to play as poorly as he did. That is the worst I've seen him play ever was Thursday night. It was hard to watch, even as even not even being a Bronco fan. It was just hard to watch. Even the Bronco fans, he got booed a lot. You know, this is one of the things that happen when you take that big check. You are going to be the guy that's be counted on when teams when the game is close, and they expect you to take over the game. I felt as if Russell had opportunities. Not only did he not take over the game, he he didn't cook. He, he cooked the food all right. He burnt the food, unfortunately. He burnt the yeah. food. Yeah. And the food was thrown away because he, he cost his team the game. Not only did he cost his team the game in his play, he just played so poorly that he actually got to the point where all he had to do was hand the ball off, run out some clock. He tried to be Superman and threw an ill-advised pass. It got picked off and ended up losing the game. So – I don't know what's going on with Russ. What are your thoughts? I think it's just a new situation. I mean, look, you, you've, you've been for the last 10 years in one, basically one system. You had your ups and downs. 
I mean, you, ha- you think about this. I mean, obviously they had some rough seasons there, but at the very beginning, you win a Super Bowl against uh, maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in Peyton Manning. You, you beat them in the Super Bowl, an unlikely matchup, and, and you end up winning that. The next year, you had a chance to win your second one, and you blew it with not uh, not not running the ball. You tried to pass, which I think uh, you know to this day is still one of the most uh, puzzling decisions that's ever been made. Um, but I, I think you know the fact is is the the Seahawks were competitive most years from that point up until even like the last year or so. Now you're going to a new system. You're in a different climate. The weather is chilly in Seattle, but it's not to the to same degree it's going to be in Denver. We haven't even made it to that point yet, of course, in Denver. We're going to get into those colder months here now. We're in October, but you're in a new system. You have a new head coach, a first-year head coach, in, uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Um, you got a lot of younger players on your A lot of lesser-established guys. So I think a lot of it is just trying to fit in, trying to fit all the pieces in. And I think right now, you know, it's kind of like you have a piece that sort of fits and you need to, to shave down some of the corners. And I think that's that's a lot of what it is, is these guys are not all fitting together. And I think they need to, to um, you know, the chemistry of the team, I think, is is a good one in a sense uh, when it comes to, you know, the personalities. But it's the play on the field, trying to everybody get on the same page. And I feel like that's really where the Broncos are at right now is they're not five games into the season, they're not on the same page. No, you're absolutely right. There's missed assignments. The guys are not making the right breaks and not going the right way. And it's just all miscommunication. You know, to your point, I just think that Russell, you know, he doesn't understand. I think people in the league, the NFL is a copycat league. And I feel as if with Tom Brady as well as Matthew Stafford, where they went from one team to another, they end up winning a Super Bowl. And I believe, to some degree, Russell probably thought that too. But you've got to remember, in the beginning, those teams struggled. You know, Tom had to have some, a lot of extra workouts to get on the same page with his receivers. It, was not, it wasn't until the Bucks maybe six, seven games into it, that things started to move in the right direction. That chemistry started to grow. So, that's what I think he Russell may have undersold to himself. Hey, to get that type of move into a new situation and get the ring is not as easy as it looks, but it is possible. Yeah, yeah, it definitely can happen. And you know, the thing about it is, you know, sometimes those teams that go through that adversity early in the season. This happens in baseball, happens in other sports too. But sometimes those teams that have that adversity early in the year, they learn a a quick lesson and they, they gel very quickly and that changes the long-term outcome. And, you know, we may very well see that. I mean, it's uh, certainly a very big possibility this year. I have a lot of football left to play though. I mean, we're only in going into week five now. So a lot of things can change as we go into the, the stretch run or the middle uh, portion of the season. So I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. Uh, we'll get to our picks here now. Um, obviously neither one yeah. of us did well last night uh, with, uh, with the Colts getting their second win of the season. Uh, first matchup is one that I think is very intriguing uh, for a lot of reasons. It's two teams that are both 3-1. and one. Uh, The Giants kind of unlikely 3-1. Three, three and one. If you had told me uh, at the beginning of the year they'd be 3-1 and one, uh, going on the road to play the Packers in London, I would have told you you were crazy. I've got the Packers winning this game. I feel like uh, Green Bay's experience, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, 
makes a big difference. And I feel like the Giants are still a good team. They're certainly a much improved team, but I still feel like this is going to be a game that they're going to need to get some uh, – they're going to get a learning experience, I think, out of this. I think the way that they play against uh, Green Bay. Who do you have in this uh, in this matchup? No, I agree with you. I think that the Giants are on the rise, but I just don't think offensively – you got to say Clint Barkley, that's great, but you're going to need a, a lot more offense than that to compete against the Packers, even – you know, even if you are maybe a, a more complete team with the running game, I just don't see the Giants winning this game against the Packers. I just think Iron's starting to get hot. The Packers figure things out. I think the Packers are going to win this game. I agree with you. All right, next matchup is uh, the one and three Steelers uh, going into Buffalo, three and one Buffalo Bills. I have this actually as a lock pick with the Bills. Uh, improving to four and one. Where where are you at on this one? Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't see the Steelers, and the Steelers have a very good team, but I, they're really underperforming this year. You know, I hope Mike Tomlin gets to keep his his uh, record of not having any losing seasons, but it's really in jeopardy this year. I, I think the Bills are going to win this game, and yeah, I, I agree with you on the lock pick too. All right, then you got the Chargers and the Browns, two teams that have had – they're both 2-2, two and two, but the two teams that have kind of had two games where they looked pretty good and two games they looked kind of like they had no idea what they were doing. I've got the Chargers uh, with a little bit of momentum getting this win in Cleveland. You know, it, I, I would have to agree. I think, I think the Browns have a very good team. They are playing at home. But I just feel as if the Chargers are, are due to go ahead and win a game. They they played really well against the Chiefs. That was a, a very winnable game. They let it slip. I feel as if they're going to put things together and finally get moving in the right direction. So I agree with you. I think the Chargers are going to win this game as well. One and three Lions going on the road to Foxborough to play the uh, one and three New England Patriots, hard to say that. One and three, New England. I know it's only been a couple of years since Brady and company, uh, you know, left and came down to Tampa. It uh, just seems like uh, Bill Belichick has lost the magic touch that he had, um, you know, these last couple of seasons. I have the Patriots winning this game, but, I mean, the Lions could shock everybody and put the Patriots down to one and four. Where, where are you at on this one? I'm, I'm le- I definitely have the, the Lions upsetting the Patriots. I just think the Patriots are really backpedaling right now, especially with that injury that happened to Mac Jones. And the Lions offensively have starting to click. So I got the Lions beating the Patriots. That'll be an interesting one. I like this next matchup because it's a divisional uh, rivalry, one that goes back, uh, I mean, into the 80s and the 90s. You get the three-and-one Dolphins, who are now playing without Tua. He um, he is not cleared to play this week. Uh, obviously, we'll get more information on that as it comes to us in the future. And they're going on the road to play the Jets, who are at this point two and two. The Jets just pulled off a big win. They came back and won this past week, and I really like the way Robert Saleh is coaching that team. I think he's the right guy for that job. And I think they're going to be a, a playoff contender, if not this year, by next year at the uh, at the latest. I think the Jets are really doing a great job. I have the Dolphins winning this game. I, I feel like they have all the pieces in place, even without Tua being in there. 
I want to see where you are on this matchup. It's going to be a very good game. You know, I love what Salem is doing over there, too, with the Jets and the Dolphins. But I, I just think this is a tough, tough pick. I'm going to go with the Dolphins as well. I agree with you. I just think, you know, the Jets are vastly improved, but I just like Teddy Bridgewater. He gives the team a spark. He did make an ill-advised interception, but I feel as if he will get better. So I do think the Dolphins are going to win this game against the Jets. Yeah, I think he's a great pick, uh, great uh, pickup by Miami as far as the skill set and fitting into that offense. Without Tua being there, I think it really makes a, a big um, a big difference. I mean, sometimes you have a backup quarterback that doesn't really fit the exact same skill set that your starter has. But in this case, I think Miami did a good job. Bridgewater probably moves on after the season. He's kind of bounced around the last few years, but I think he'll do some good things there with Miami and hopefully steer them in that direction. This is another tough pick here. You got the Falcons and the Bucks in Tampa. This will be uh, two teams that are two and two. Tampa's a veteran team. It's clear that this is uh, Brady's last year, uh, from what I can tell. Bucks have taken a step back, in my opinion, offensively. They haven't played as well as uh, most people predicted them to. They didn't have Mike Evans this past week. They had Cole Beasley. He retired all of a sudden out of nowhere. And the Falcons yeah. have a lot of young players. They're kind of a, a team searching for for direction. They have a lot of talent there. Don't get me wrong. Atlanta is in a great position. This was a tough pick for me. I picked Tampa because they're playing at home. But this could very easily go to Atlanta. I I have the Bucks winning, too. I do think the Bucks are going to put it together. They usually play the Falcons well. This is a good week to get moving in the right direction. The reason why the Bucks offense is struggling is because Tom Brady has been nickel and diamond, you know, dropping off little drop-off passes here and there, check downs. Those are good, but you need to you need to throw the ball down the field because you need to give the defense that's playing against you, you need to keep them on their heels. If they know that all you're doing is nickel and dime, drop-off stuff, they can crowd the box more, make it harder for Leonard Fournette, too many bodies up close, and they don't really risk the deep ball. You've got to throw it down the field, which is something that Tom Brady has been very, very, you know, timid about. He's been, uh, you know, nickel and diamond, but I think he's going to start opening up the offense a bit, and I think they got just a great week to do it against the Falcons. They're going to beat the Falcons. They're going to break the – Beat them off the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> next, uh, next matchup is the two and two Titans um, and the uh, the one and three Commanders. This game is in Washington. I feel like the Commanders just haven't been able to solidify any direction for that team. And I feel like honestly, Ron Rivera has kind of lost touch with uh, leading that organization. His job may be on the line if they don't turn things around here. Uh, soon. So I have the Titans winning this game in Washington here this Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I have the Titans winning too because I just feel as if Derrick Henry's starting to get hot. They're starting to put this together finally. It's a little slow start for the Titans, but I do think they're going to beat the Commanders. So I agree with you. The Titans are going to do it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game, but I, I, I just feel like um, the defense that uh, really, the defense that uh, Washington wants to have is the defense that the Titans have, uh, oddly enough. So, um, I, I think 
this next matchup is one that's intriguing to some degree because you have two first-year coaches, um, two, two uh, organizations that are trying to, you know, break uh, a, a drought of being in the postseason. You got the O three and one Texans going to Jacksonville, a rising team in the Jaguars. Um, I think the Jaguars are going to win this game. I think the, the Texans are still in, in pretty deep trouble. What do you think about uh, this game that's going to be happening Sunday up there in Jacksonville? Yeah, Jags is trying to figure things out. They're starting to move the ball and come up with a couple of surprises. I definitely don't trust the Texans with what they're doing this year. I just feel as if they are not making the right decisions come crunch time. So I got the Jags winning this game as well. I think it'll be a good matchup, but I think it's going to be nice to see. I think it's good to see Jacksonville playing uh, the way they have been. Um, obviously, clearly a team that's on the rise. So, um, next game is uh, one that I picked as uh, one of my two upset picks this week. You get the two and two 49ers going on the road to play the one and three Panthers. And this is a big game for, for Carolina because Matt rules uh, name has come up as one of the hottest seats of any coach in the NFL. Uh, there's obviously a lot of uh, potential for uh, the college ranks to call him back. He was at Baylor, of course, before he took the job in Carolina a few years back. And so, if they fall to one and four, um, you know, that seat's going to get even hotter. So I think that the Panthers are going to rise to the occasion here on Sunday. And in uh, in Charlotte, I think they're going to surprise the 49ers. I have the Panthers winning. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. I, I just think that the 49ers are really starting to move the ball. They're starting to figure things out. They look very, very good against the Rams. I just don't think the Panthers have what it takes right now to win against them. So I, I have, I have the 49ers winning this game. Next game is a battle between the three and one Cowboys who kind of found themselves fortunate to be in that position after losing Dak Prescott and against the defending champion Rams who are two and two. This game's in Los Angeles. I've got the Rams winning this game. Yeah, that's going to be actually a tough game. I I would have to say, I, I, as much as I, I'm not a Cowboys fan, I do think the Cowboys are going to beat the Rams. I just feel as if the Micah Parsons and the offensive line is is really shaky on the Rams side. And I, I, the Cowboys do have a very good defensive line. I think Micah Parsons is going to have a very big night. And Matthew Stafford struggles when you have too much pressure. So I actually have the Cowboys – in a, in a sneaker, beating the Rams. Should be a good game for sure out there in L.A. on Sunday. Um, and then this is another uh, upset that I'm going to pick here. After four weeks, there will not be a unbeaten team as the Eagles, who are currently 4-0, are going to go on the road. It'll be the Battle of the Birds. They're playing the Cardinals out there in Phoenix. Or actually, it's uh, not Phoenix. I forget where they play out there in Arizona. But the 2-2 two and two Cardinals. I have the Cardinals surprising, shocking the NFL world, and beating the Eagles here on Sunday. No, I think the Eagles going to fly. I just think <laughs> <laughs> Kyler Murray got a good game, but I think they're going to fall a little short, and the Eagles going to keep you on soaring. Should be a good battle there, too. I think uh, two Two teams, I think the Cardinals are certainly better than their 2-2 two and two record for sure, um, but the Eagles are certainly uh, you know, playing very well as well. 
Um, next matchup is a division battle here. It's the two and two Bengals, the defending AFC champs. They're going into uh, into uh, enemy territory to play the Baltimore Ravens, who are also uh, two and two. The Ravens uh, have had some tough breaks the last couple weeks. The Bengals got off to a rough start. They've got hot here lately. I have this as a home team win with the Ravens up, uh, not upsetting, but uh, sneaking out a win here in a close game against Cincinnati. I, I finally think that the Ravens are going to figure it out, stop blowing the leads, and the Mars going to have a big game. I have the Ravens also beating the Bengals, even though the Bengals are starting to get hot too. I just think that the Ravens, they need to win a game bad, and I think they're going to do it. Yeah, I think this is a good week for them to, to, to do that too. Again, I think it'll be a close game, may come down to a – you know, last possession could be a, a field goal that wins it, kind of a thing. But yeah, I think it's going to be a good game uh, between uh, between those two clubs. And then the Monday night game is uh, the Raiders, uh, one and three, finally got their first win here this past week. They are going to play Kansas City, uh, three and one. And the Chiefs look like, especially after what they did to the Bucks this past week, they look like they are primed for a run here through the rest of their schedule. I have the Chiefs winning this game. I don't think the Raiders really even have a prayer in this one, to be honest with you. I have Kansas City uh, basically knocking them clear out of the water. No, I agree. The Chiefs are the, a very complete game, very complete team. I don't see – I just don't see the Raiders beating them. They're just too too much. I got the Chiefs winning against the Raiders. Yeah, it's going to be, I think, a very good matchup there. So – uh, presently, and I put this out, uh, I think it was uh, to you yesterday, through the first four weeks of the season, um, actually this past uh, week, week four, uh, I went 10-6, and six, you went 8-8, eight and eight, and overall on the season, my record is 37-26, and 26, and yours looks like it is, uh, from what I see here, 29-34. and 34. Um, Obviously, there's plenty of time for you to make up some ground, so we'll see what happens here over the next uh, several weeks of the season, and good luck to you, of course. Um, so that's our coverage of both uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs, Aaron Judge's uh, 60-second home run, and, of course, uh, the National Football League Week 5 began last night. And I know you wanted to talk here a little bit about some boxing news here this evening. Yeah, I definitely wanted to let you guys know that nothing has changed with the Errol Spence and Crawford fight. It's a shame that these guys cannot just get a contract together and fight that's one of the worst things about boxing is that there's always something where it stops you from watching a fight that you really want to watch. But I'll keep you guys posted if anything changes on that. Nothing has changed so far on that. And same thing with the AJ versus Tyson Fury. Nothing has changed on that too, but I will keep, keep you guys posted on those news. We have uh, some big fights coming up next weekend, especially with the females. I'll let you guys know my prediction on that as well. And I'll keep you posted on some other boxing news also on our next show. All right. Well, a great show here tonight. Uh, we went right uh, right at it from the very get-go. I want to thank our good buddy Lou, uh, who's now feeling a lot better for him coming on here tonight. And definitely want to uh, mention again uh, to support his uh, show, The Enhanced Sports Show, which takes place on Saturday nights, and that is between 5 and 7, if I'm uh, correct on that, um, yep. I believe. 
Okay, that's you Eastern are. time, by the way. New York, New York time, New York, New York or New Jersey time. So uh, definitely support the uh, the enhanced sports show. And then again, I want to thank our great sponsor, uh, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. So, so delicious and addicting. You may need a support group. Uh, for uh, our uh, listeners here tonight, I want to thank you for uh, for tuning in. And if you didn't hear the entire show, you can of course go back. It is uh, uploaded to uh, iHeartRadio. You can listen to any of our shows, for that matter. They're all uh, archived there. So for Alan, this is Aaron signing off. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Evan and Aaron Sports Talk Podcast. Subscribe and check us out on your favorite social media platform. Thank you.